Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to the Shoes with Biscuit podcast. I'm your host, Alex Whiteley. Um, and joining me today is Jess Bailey from Team For You. Thank you so much for joining me, Jess. Nice to be here. Thank you for having me, Alex. Yeah, I mean, uh, when you when we started talking about doing this show, I got really, I suppose excited is the wrong word to say when we talk about this subject, because obviously um, the pandemic has affected a lot of people, especially when it comes to work and the people like yourselves that are trying to find work for people that need work. You know, it's a, it's a crazy cycle that's yeah. happened, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It's, it's been quite, um, quite a year last year, definitely. And I think we all went into Christmas with the view that 2021 was going to be different and better and optimistic. Uh, I think a lot of us saw this lockdown coming. However, I've got to say when infection rates were what they were at Christmas and, plans that people had got put on hold and, and pushed back or didn't happen um, because of the new variant and various other things. Um, but yes, I think, although it's been really tough, um, and let's be honest, it has been, I don't think there's anyone that hasn't felt affected by this in some way. I think remaining optimistic is hugely important um, and positive. And, and we have to, you know, we now know we've got a way out of this with the vaccine and everything else. Um, and though a lot of us are working remotely, as you and I are at the moment also, um, that we will come back together. That's what I really wanted to sort of make sure comes across from, from our point of view today is that this will get better. But um, it is definitely going to be a long road, I think, before we're back to normal or the old normal. Yeah, I agree. And when it comes to like optimism, um, you know, I mean, first of all, I, I I agree with you completely. Twenty twenty one was like I, I was like yeah, it's New Year, yeah. <laughs> we can do new yeah. things. But like I think it was that very yeah. that door got very quickly slammed shut by yeah. Boris. But understandably, yeah. um, uh, But when it comes to optimism, um, I've, we've been seeing a lot of uh, really interesting changes in sort of how people have been accessing things virtually, electronically, through websites, um, yeah. things like this. What we're doing now, um, you know, there's a lot of what we we've learned a lot as a show. And what we can actually do uh, with with things like Zoom and, and mm. StreamYard and YouTube mm. and all these sort of things that we can do. Mm. Uh, so there's like, even though it's been a terrible year and these things have happened, we've kind of evolved and it's, that's, that's actually been yeah. quite encouraging, right? It is, definitely. I think um, learning to adapt is something I wasn't particularly good at before the pandemic. <laughs> you change my routine, I don't like it. What are you doing? Hang on, no, I'm doing that. It's Thursday. But um, yeah, we've all had to learn to adapt and that hasn't been a, a choice really, has it? It's, it's been an absolute necessity in order to keep going and, and to keep your business alive and to keep your job is to, to learn to adapt. And um, I, I've got to say, I'm not a big fan of working from home. I don't like it. I, I feel cut off from people. I, I guess it's my industry, but I'm very much a people person. Networking's my favorite thing to do. Um, and not being able to sort of see people and physically see them, I mean, and touch base with them and, and catch up and things like that. It's been incredibly tough. However, working from home, I think, has its place more than people maybe realized because of, as you say, technology and virtual, um, you know, meetings like this. And if you design a time properly and you plan well, I think working from home can also be a pretty effective thing. Um, I know in our business, um, things like payroll without the interruptions and without the phone ringing and there is, it's, it does have its place. I think when you work in a sales role, 
being together is very important because you bounce off each other. You, mm-hmm. you kind of, you know, you feel that buzz a little bit when you're in a sort of sales type of role. And I know that our consultants have found working from home pretty difficult in that respect um, because they haven't been in touch. Sometimes we will just put Zoom on our phones or whatever um, and, and have each other on screen, but we're typing on the keyboard and we're working yes. away. You almost forget you're there and it's almost trying to make it like being in the office, but it, it's not the same. Let's be honest. Let's cut to the chase. Absolutely. Um, I know a lot of us uh, and across all sectors and all industries are really missing being in the office and, and being in that workplace every day. It's, you know, you, you get up in the morning, I put my makeup on, you might not Alex, but I put my makeup on I and, I, you know, and I get ready for work and I leave the house at, you know, half a state and that's my day started then. You don't get that when you can, you know, stay in your jammers till lunchtime because no one's actually going to see you. Um, it's, yeah. It's I mean, I get, I get to see both sort of sides of things because I, I still work I still go to the office and, mm. and stuff like because I'm, I'm a, a I'm a support worker so I'm kind of <laughs> out there on the front line but um I say that by the way not in a, a way of comp- the people the nurses and the people out there actually going out there and putting themselves at risk they're the, they're the heroes for me Absolutely. um but like my wife works from home as well she's and she does the same as you she'll have a colleague on the phone and sometimes they won't yeah. even be speaking to each other they'll just be typing yeah. away yeah and I walk in from work and I'll just hear this voice come from somewhere but <laughs> So they can have the, each other to talk to, and that's nice. Yeah. That's uh, because we are social beings, right? We, like you Absolutely. said, you know, we we do yearn for for that thing, and like mm. for a, a weird example of of how um, how I'm doing things this year. Uh, this is going out in February, so when it was the super, when it's the Super Bowl, um, yeah, I was really looking forward to having a few beers, a hickories, yeah. and, and yeah. you know, sampling that environment, but. Um, yeah. The downside to it is I can't do that. But the flip side, I can whip up a Zoom chat with as up to a hundred people on a screen, and we can have our own little NFL sort of Super Bowl yeah. party internationally as well. Oh wow, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So there's that. Yeah. But it's not the yeah. same. You're right. You know, I'd rather. It's be... not. It's not. And I I kind of stand on the fence a little bit because um, as much as Zoom calls and and you know you get invited to these kind of let's all have a a Saturday night out in our living rooms um, on Zoom and let's, you know, I don't know, play games or have a quiz or whatever. And as much as, and I've done a few of them, I tend to shy away from most of them though, because it makes me sad. It does. It it makes me, it it does affect me um, because it's not the same. And um, in the first lockdown, I live on my own as well, by the way. So I, I am used to being on my own, but that's why maybe I need the workplace more than some because I, I'm on my own anyway a, a lot of the time. Um, but yeah, they, those sort of social situations, as much as I know, I see the point of it and I know people that love them and, and they, you know, they, they don't they don't mind at all. They really look forward to them. Um, one of my colleagues, Nick, he engages with those kinds of things a lot. I, I don't know. I find afterwards it, it does it does make me feel quite deflated almost. It's fine at the time, but then you kind of all say bye and hang up or whatever and, I sort of sit there and I'm like, oh, God, now what? You know, like, mm. I just want to go out. I just want to see people. And I know this is a first world problem compared to, I get that, you know, I'm talking about things that are potentially a little bit delicate. But at the same time, it does affect you and it does affect your mental well-being. It does affect the way that you live your life we're all restricted in so many ways um i i really i've just got the summer in my head like let's just get to the summer because hopefully by then things will you know hopefully 
the vaccine will be rolled out and and, and pretty much most people will have, have had it that really need it. Um, and we can move forward a little bit. Well, don't say that, man. I haven't done any any work on my summer bod. So, oh. I mean... <laughs> you didn't start me, <laughs> but, but no, I, I totally get you. And it is it is hard. We've been talking a lot about... Uh, a lot of the shows we've been doing over the last couple of weeks about how we've lost that sunshine and that, that yeah. extra hours of sun, sunlight in the afternoon and stuff it is it is it's hard yeah it is hard but i mean mm. uh, there is there is a focus yeah. on sort of mental health uh, for a lot of people especially if you're on your own like yourself um because yeah. that social aspect isn't there um mm. if you don't mind let's talk about sort of like what was life like for you pre-covid a team for you what were you got what were you doing oh, what was your sort of day-to-day like oh well i actually put a post out this morning on, on linkedin if you if you connect with me on linkedin um uh, which was a throwback Thursday post to this time last year. So this time last year, this week last year, um, myself and my two colleagues um, were actually at the launch at Hickory's, oddly, um, at the launch of the W60 uh, World Tennis Tour. The biscuit was there. I and I there. was on the biscuit. I was on the biscuit podcast that wow. night too. Wow. Um, yeah. And we were there and we were sponsors of the event. We were actually sponsoring the corporate night on the Friday. Um, and we had, you know, tickets to the the dinner and all that you know we were organizing all of that we were really heavily involved with it the post that I put out this morning just goes on to kind of say we were so team for you opened April 2019 so at this point last year we were nearly well we were nine months op- uh, you know in, into being operational and coming towards and hurtling towards our first year in business and you know the phone was ringing it was busy we established ourselves people actually knew who we were we'd done loads of groundwork with social media all that kind of stuff. We had clients. It was great. It was brilliant. And we were so driven and energized and excited by what 2020 had to bring. (laughs) And it's quite ironic when you you look at that now and you just think, oh, what? You know, but I I put it out there this morning because it's important to remember those times of feeling like that. I can't wait to feel like that again when we need another consultant because we've just got too much work and, you know, we, we need to, I don't know, invest in HR services because we've got enough staff now. We need a proper outsourced HR, you know, arm really. I can't wait for that again. And um, yeah, life before COVID for us within the business was this time last year was really, really busy. Um, We were really making headway with the Shropshire market. Um, as I said, people were starting to actually be, oh, team for you. Yeah, Jess. Yeah, yeah I know who you are. I've, I've met you or I've been in touch with you or whatever. So yes, I'm trying to look forward to getting back to that point again, because if, again, if you overthink it, it can drive you insane sometimes. I think it's good to use the, that as, a, as an incentive to just to keep going, isn't it? Because yeah. it's like, you know, we all know that eventually it's got to eventually the doors are going to have to open mm-hmm. again and we're going to have to try and find some sort of normality and come out of lockdown so there, there is that again and you know the w60 was heartbreaking for us it really mm-hmm. was i mean i keep talking about this in fact i'm glad you're on the show because mm-hmm. uh, you can sort of vindicate what we've been saying uh yeah. you know because uh we were supposed to go out and do all that the w60 yeah. was meant to be the first event for us uh to wow, go out and actually be it? yeah right yeah, uh, we, same we, for us. Yeah, we had, we had Dave Cortina on the show, and yeah. he was like, "Yeah, you can have a table. We'll set yeah. you up. We'll get you to speak to." So, in fact, I had um, an international uh, connection with uh, a tennis player from Vermont, from where Tom Bruno oh, is, my co-host for USUC, and he was gonna. We were gonna interview her before she came, when she came, 
and sort of talk about how she felt about it afterwards. Yeah. You know, we had this idea, all these amazing yeah. ideas, and it just stopped. Absolutely. And we were the same. We were, um, I was going to be on the BBC Red Button with, um, you know, some of the BBC journalists. Yeah, we had so much plan. We had, um, we also did the tennis ball trail. If you remember the tennis yeah. balls that were placed all around Shrewsbury. So Team Fusebal was in the square. Um, and we'd actually arranged with the Shrewsbury bid to um, borrow their AstroTurf. Do you remember outside Ashley's um, when they AstroTurfed it for yes, a few weeks? Yes, yes, yeah, Doing yeah. the road closure. So that belongs to the Shrewsbury bid and they were going to lend it to me. Uh, and then, of course, with the Shrewsbury Club, we were going to get some junior tennis nets and we were going to have like Team View t-shirts and, and an mm. afternoon in the square, kind of families, actually on Mother's Day, which was we were in lockdown by that point because it was the Sunday before it started. Uh, and lovely Beth from uh, Shropshire Festivals is going to lend me her big deck chairs. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, you know, we had it all planned out. And then our big corporate event was the, the Friday in, in the tents at the Shrewsbury Club. And no, yeah, yeah it was heartbreaking. It really, really was. Um, oh, just, just talking about it, Alex, honestly, it's even now, I know it's nearly 12 months on, but it, it, yeah, it was a massive shame. But the thing is, you guys, okay, so... The best thing about Shrewsbury is I've found over doing this for the last two years mm-hmm. is is how like everything you've just explained there, every single thing that you've just mentioned there is all about how this town collaborates and communicates and works together. So Absolutely. like even though we're in this situation now, there's no reason like things like that can't happen again and will happen again because this yeah. is the kind of place we live in, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And you know we, you've got the amazing Shrewsbury biscuit now there to help people well, out in town. We are a voice for the town. Um, so <laughs> that all happened and you were busy. You were walking, so what? What's operations like for you now? How have things changed and what sort of have you learned from it, all this? Well, yeah, I mean, we um, we had to learn to adapt and we had to learn to um, focus a sales drive uh, at a place where we could still break through um, because the commercial market, um, you know, pre- previously to lockdown, we were involved with a lot of solicitors, accountants, very commercial sector within the town. Now they kept going, which thank goodness they did. And that, that was great, but they were all working from home. Um, in some industries, you know, they were having to follow their staff. Um, I was followed for a little bit because I made the decision on behalf of the three of us really that we didn't need three of us in the business. Um, I was also homeschooling my kids part-time because the children live in me half the time. So um, yeah, so, so so that was going on as well. But um what we did do to, to kind of combat, you know, as you can imagine, when lockdown happened, every job we had open pretty much got put on hold. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know how long for. We, we didn't know if it's going to be for a month or three months or six months or whatever. So it effectively froze our business in terms of what we, we had available. Um, but we um, actually broke into a new market. So we now, and we still do now, we have um, nearly 300 people that work for us um, and they're working as temporary workers in um, food manufacturing because that never stopped. Mm. That carried on um, every day of the year. Uh, In fact, you know, I think meat production wise, everyone was eating more because everyone's at home more um, and and wanting to kind of, you know, go to the supermarket and and stock up and and whatever they needed to do. So, um, yeah, so we approached uh, different companies and we got our foot through the door and we got, you know, it started off with 20, then it moved to 30, then to 40, and we're now at nearly 300. So we have adapted, we have overcome, we have conquered sort of um a lot of work to do still um but yeah it's, it's all about just not not giving up having that can-do attitude and that real you know 
um go get them you know even when you don't feel like it some days because let's be honest we all have those days where you yes. could just throw the diva over your head and not bother today but yeah. you you know you've got a meeting or you've got you know somewhere to go or somewhere to be still um so yeah that's that's what we've done to combat covid almost it's very dangerous for me to acquire time off work because then what I tend to do is fill that void up with more stuff. I've booked, I've got, I'm on annual leave now until the 8th, right? So okay. what I decided, that was my, okay, I call, I call it my time in my pants, right? Just to sit on the sofa, be a slob, yeah. eat junk food, watch, watch yeah. TV, right? That's time in my pants, okay? That's what I call it. I've mm. already today sat and organised a whole week's worth of content to work on. Oh, wow. Yeah. I can't. I find it hard to do nothing. Okay. Absolutely. I'm I'm just one of those guys. I've got my note. Mm-hmm. I, I would just sit up on the table. I had two laptops out. I had one emails here for, for the biscuit and mm-hmm. I had uh, editing a, a YouTube video for, for you suck uh, whilst I'm on the phone to, to the Shropshire <laughs> wildlife trust about future shows that we can do together. This is wow. kind of how I am. Um, yeah. Uh, I do. I know where you're coming from because when we first, like last year, sort of like mid sort of May, June, I, I mm-hmm. kind of, I kind of, I'd lost my drive a bit because I was kind yeah. of like, well, what, what are we gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> what are we gonna do? Yeah. You do that. You, you've adapted. You've yeah. Adapted and you've 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 carried on, and in fact, you've created a new, uh, a new a new type of uh, client that you've got. Yeah, absolutely. There. Yeah, breaking into a new industry is not easy, you know. And it's just as we were starting to be known within sort of Shropshire and, and Shrewsbury particularly. Um, that all stopped and we we were literally back. It felt like day one of the business almost when we kind of did come back from furlough and we did, you know, sort of June time. Um, and we did think, right, okay, guys, what direction are we going to take this in? Um, and it's a scary thing to do is to approach an industry. I had no experience working in fast moving consumable goods, which is what the meat industry is. Um, but, you know, here we are well eight months on from that and uh we have another growing contract which is great did that, did that um, like um create sort of ele- those electric kinetic vibes do this. yeah when you kind of you know got that first order um you know to supply yeah. 20 people to start with um and it has a huge amount of pressure attached to it because you know that if you do well with that there's more available um but you can't screw it up you just can't um so you have to you know all hands on deck then and really make it work um, and, and and keep kind of contact with clients and things and and just make sure that you're providing that really high standard of service, which Team is really proud to do. And I think even if you were sort of treading water at the moment, even if you were just like getting on by and kind of like, oh, we can yeah. only just pay for our bills, we can only just get yeah. this done, like it's good to remain um, sort of in play mm. throughout all this because as soon as the world does open again, there's yeah. just going to be a huge economic like explosion i imagine especially when it comes to like the pubs the restaurants everything that can open again i'm hoping there's going to be a huge influx and more jobs more you know more things going on and you just need to try and survive isn't it i really hope so what worries me is the end of the furlough scheme i think when we see the end of the furlough scheme at the end of april people that are furloughed at the moment some some anyway um you know, will they or won't they have a job to return to? And I don't want to be doom and gloom. That's not what the point of this podcast is, but we're being real as well, right? So as much as, yes, the world will open again, and yes, there's going to be this influx of of people that want to go out, get out, spend money, great, brilliant. I just hope that the support almost outweighs the the inevitable, which is that some places won't survive. Um, and I was talking to a, a candidate yesterday who was sort of saying to me, oh, I bet you, you know, I bet you, you've got loads of candidates at the moment that are all asking you for a job. And as much as, yes, there are definitely candidates around, anybody that's in a job 
knows that if they leave their job and move somewhere else, they're not entitled to the furlough because it's it's so that's a massive risk. If you're in a job at the moment trying to um, talk to a candidate about a new opportunity is a really difficult thing to do. Cool. Yes, there are lots of people that are looking actively looking for work and you know they they just want a job whether it's for a week or forever. They don't you know they just have to pay bills as we all do. Um, and also from a client's perspective, I think recruiters get a pretty bad rep a lot of the time from clients. Um, usually clients I spoke to, especially new clients, have had at least one poor experience with a recruiter where they've, you know, they've taken someone on, they've left after a week, or they've, you know, had an agency put 12 candidates to them and none of them are capable of doing jobs. So when you're breaking through those barriers at the start, the way that we add value is that, you know, we can we can headhunt, we can, you know, save you the admin, we can take all that stress and headache away from you. And that's great. Um, And we can really drill down to find that bespoke person. One thing coming out of the pandemic is that the, there's going to, the candidate pool is going to be huge. Um, So we're now trying to add value by making sure that, I mean, I see it all the time. You you maybe have a, an admin assistant role that, that, that a client's asked you to try and source for them. And you get, you know, senior marketing managers applying for it. And they're way overqualified. You know, the salary is like a 40K drop for them. <laughs> but because of their situation, they're willing to do it. Um, and it's sad. It's really sad. And we see it all the time, unfortunately. So, yeah, I think coming out of the pandemic, it's going to throw all kinds of problems our way. But better problems to have than everyone being sat at home in lockdown and not knowing which way's next. You know, I think when we come out of this, at least it will provide some, finally, some clarity where you can see the situation in front of us and then we know what we're dealing with and we can, TeamView obviously will help as many people as possible. Um, I mean, it's great that you you look at those problems already and you're kind of like, okay, well, we can, yeah, we can approach that yeah. in, in whatever Um when it comes to when it comes to like what what you guys have been having to do through throughout the lockdown through from the beginning, when it comes to languages and the way you communicate with uh, with with your clients, um, mm-hmm. how have you guys had to adapt in the way? Because there's going to be a lot of heartbroken people out there, a lot of yeah. frustrated people. Yeah. What's that been like for you guys? I know this sounds like doom and gloom, but it's not. It's, I know. It shows progression. <laughs> no, it shows like how you've learned. Yeah, it's an important topic as well. Yeah, yeah. I think in terms of. Um, approaching new clients especially that has to be done very cautiously because you can call somebody and and um talk to them about you know we're team for you this is what we do this is how we can help you and and you know their answer might be well actually i'm just about to make eight people redundant in my team so i definitely don't want to even talk about recruitment right now and that's something that's where i mean we're not big fans of making cold sales calls anyway um we are a little bit more intuitive than that um we use linkedin a lot we open up discussions that way i think you can get a really warm conversation going on linkedin as well with with um potentially with clients and with candidates actually i think it's a great way to to communicate um yes i think selling at the moment you do have to be very very careful and make sure before you just you know hit a new client up that you know the background of what their situation is because you can drop yourself in it really really easily um and it's one thing we say to our consultants is you know we don't expect you just to be blasting out cold we don't really ever do that anyway but um new business is important of course it is you know that's that's going to be the way that we're going to move out of this is by gaining new clients as well as you know providing the service to the ones that we've already got um i think it's just language as you say is really important and an open communication but done quite delicately at the same time yeah it, it is important because like you said 
we're not here to talk about the negative things but you've got to be real you know that's that's, yeah. that's genuine you, you can't yeah. um it, it's it is difficult for a lot of people um but what successes have you had with um you know you started off into a new industry but what successes have you had with directing people to where they need to go have you had a lot of good things to talk about you know sort of yeah what you mean like with with sort of engaging with candidates and helping them yeah what what's what's continued to work for you basically what's continued to work for you in, in way of guiding people towards a new job is is there something that's just been consistently okay and never and never really had any problems yeah i mean i i um i'm always really honest with people so even and, and actually conversation we've had to have with people a lot at the moment is you're overqualified for this job that's that's a really <laughs> tough one but honestly we've had some amazing candidates that have come through and I'm like look you know can I catch up with you in a month because if I you know I do get a new vacancy come in you'd be perfect for it but you're like massively massively overqualified for this job you know you can't you can't undersell yourself you have to breathe hold on tight and 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 the right thing will come your way you can't just jump into, you know, a job that you could have done when you were 19 and you're now, you know, 45 and you've got, you know, 30 years experience since you sort of left school or whatever. Um, but I also get that everyone needs to work. So I fully understand why they're applying for that job. Of course I do. Um, the first thing my client's going to say to me is what are you putting them in front of me for because they're overqualified, which sounds really unfair. Um, so again, language is really important. That delicate sort of, you know, look, let's, try and see if we can work together. Let me see if I can contact a contact of a contact who might know of something opening up and we can try and help you that way. Uh, One thing I've had throughout this pandemic is contact with young people, Uh, young people that are um, in education still and are looking to, um, well, they were looking to take their A-levels this summer. Of course, that's not going to happen for them, sadly. But they're year 12 students um, who are going to find themselves in the biggest candidate pool we've seen for decades likely by the end of this uh where you know they're they're gonna sink or swim and and it's trying to encourage them yet prepare them for what's in front of them in terms of of employment and finding a job and that's something that i really enjoy doing is engaging with young people um i've been doing it on zoom uh recently where just you know trying to talk to them and we do some dummy run interviews i give them some tips i kind of you know i'll help them write the cv i won't do it for them that's one thing i'm quite clear about is it's your cv you need to write it um but when you've written it let me see it i'll see what i can do and that kind of thing and just trying to provide some sort of support to young people who i mean i wouldn't want to be 17 at the moment because it is a very 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 difficult thing anyway i think we all remember our first interview after we'd left school i know i screwed mine up i don't know about anyone else i remember i remember going to this place for the job for an assistant manager at this place and um I walked in and uh, they were like, oh, Chris is waiting for you upstairs for the interview. I was like, don't worry, I'll knock him dead. And she, they were like, yeah, Chris is a woman. I was oh, like, no. oh, okay, I got the job. I got the job. Oh, well, well done. Gifted again. Yeah. But, you know, what but, was um, your first job then, Alex? What was your first ever job? I've been working since I was about 14. I'd always have a job. I'd always have like a work in a coffee shop. That was yeah. my first ever job. Yeah. And I, I remember... <laughs> I remember I tried. I pulled a sickie once um, by saying, "Oh man, I've got to go to the hospital. My brother's broken his leg." Right? I don't know why I said that. That was a really horrible thing. I was four, I was fifteen at the time. The next day, I didn't know my brother was in town. He walks into the coffee shop. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> the oh, things dear. you do when you're younger. Um, I know. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, mine, that was my first job. Just learning to it? learn to. I, I learned how to cook. I learned how to clean. Yeah. I learned how to speak to people. It was, it was really yeah, important. definitely. My first ever job was at Radbrook Co-op. Wow, the big co-op in Radbrook, and I was on the checkouts there for. Well, I was sixteen, so I was. I would have been at sixth form. I would have been yeah, lower sixth, and uh, I remember. I think I pay was something like two pound nine an hour or something ridiculous like that. And you just yeah. think I should never get away with that now, not in a million years. I remember <laughs> once dropping in my first sort of few shifts. I was scanning obviously this guy's food through, and I managed to. I don't know how I managed to do it. I managed to break an entire tray of eggs on him, um, <laughs> which was pretty bad. Uh, I'll never forget it. But uh, yeah, happy days. They're Is good it- for you, those jobs though. It's. Uh, I think. I think it's really. Uh, don't people, people don't realize how how important those little jobs are? I mean, I work. I did work at ASDA for. It's got to be eight years. I, I, I was on security, oh. which was which okay. was very much a front facing job, and mm-hmm. sometimes you have to deal with uh, difficult situations. But mm-hmm. what that taught me is how to deal with difficult com- com- conversations, how to improvise, and also um, it taught me uh, compassion, which was uh, very important in my in, sort of into my journey into support and doing what I do now because you've got to understand yeah. people's problems, okay? Yeah. And if I'd have known how good I was at just talking down a microphone <laughs> uh, when I was sort of like 18, I was, if I'd have known that then, I think I'd have been uh, in a different position in life, you know, because yeah. I, this is my calling. This is what I was born to do, you know. Yeah. But I, I do believe that those jobs and those situations I've put myself in, for, I've, I've put me where I am today, you know. Yeah. It's important. And um, what local sort of resources are? are available for, for, for young people when it comes to like learning how to write CVs, the information they need to find out and, and, and you sure. know, the direction they need to find themselves in. Yeah. So Shropshire Career Service is um, heavily involved with young people's, um, well, journey, I guess, into employment. Um, they're, they're a fantastic service. I, I think they've been around just about forever. I remember I used them when I was, you know, a teenager myself. I remember them coming into school when I was in year nine. Um, but they're still around and they still, you know, support and guide young people, direct them the right way. Um, there's lots of online support they can access as well, of course, um, in terms of, you know, helping them write CVs or, or giving job tips or things like that. If they want to connect with me on LinkedIn, I regularly um, provide tips for, you know, how to nail your first interview, how to overcome nerves, how to prepare, make sure that you know where it is, that kind of thing. Um, so there's lots of help and advice available for people. It's just a question of, I think, instilling confidence in young people that this is going to be tough for them, but it's definitely not going to stop them. You can't, you can't allow, especially young people, to feel, you know, as though they, they basically might as well not bother. That's the last thing we want anybody of any age to, to, to think, but particularly young people who haven't got that knowledge and, and kind of skill set yet because they haven't had a job before. They have to go into this bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and hungry and keen and eager and ready to learn and ready to sort of impress as well. And um, So that's a very important part of, I think, what we can do as, as adults. And, and I don't just mean me, I mean all of us. You know, when you're talking to young people, is pick them up, instill confidence, make sure that they know that, you know, you want them to, to succeed and let you know how a job interview goes and things like that. I speak to a lot of young people and I always say, oh, let me know how it goes. Nothing to do with Team For You. It's absolutely nothing to do with Team For You, but I genuinely look forward to that email when they say, oh yeah, we got the job, you know, or whatever it is. Um, Yeah, it makes the world go round, right? It's just sometimes it's about just being kind. Yeah, I mean, I was speaking to, I was speaking to um, a young person a while ago and we're talking about sort of college and, and doing college work at home. 
you know, rather than going yeah. to college, you know, getting on the bus, you know, getting to college, walking to your class, finish class, go to another class, then go to your break, then walk, you know, all this yeah. kind of moving around. And, and like, it's actually more difficult. It's actually more difficult sitting at home and doing, because it's literally, uh, you know, you do one class and then literally you have five minutes and then there's another one yeah. and then five minutes and it's another one. It's literally just intake of information. Yeah. That's just, it, it's all condensed. You know, you don't get those little, those little breaks in between. Yeah. And it is, it is, it sounds like, oh yeah, you could just do college from your bedroom. I wish you had that. Yeah, it's not like that. You've got to have those life experiences cool. as well. No. You know, I mean, you learn science in a science lab, right? You don't learn science in your bedroom. Exactly. You don't... Get the Bunsen burner out. Your mom's yeah, like, what are you exactly. doing? <laughs> you can't. Certain, certain subjects particularly, I think, are really hard to study from home. Um, yeah. And I don't know, I think just the environment in general, when, like you say, you're moving from an English room to a French room, well, you're with different people for French than you are with English, and that puts you in a different mindset. It's a different teacher. There's a different... Even things like the classroom, the layout, the smell, everything. It's like, well, that's where I learn English. That's where I learn. What did you get for question two? You know, there's all those yeah, conversations. Exactly. Well. You can't yeah. do that the same, can you? Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, I was going to say, uh, we've spoken to a lot of brilliant, uh, tends to be a lot of younger people. There have been uh, sort of older people on the show that have mm. started uh, COVID careers. They've started their own businesses. Oh, They've brilliant. learned new things. Honestly, uh, we've, uh, there was a... Uh, Amazing. There was, George from um, Shropshire Macaroon Company. Uh, yeah. There was, um, uh, there's been loads of people that have just yeah. started their own little businesses. They've, done, they've learned something new during COVID and they've put it to something useful. They've learned that. Have, have you come across anybody that's kind of like, yeah, I've, I've, uh, I've, I've managed to sort out myself out a degree in, in <laughs> biology or something. I don't, I don't know. Somebody that's learned a, a new skill during lockdown that's now wants to go out and put that to the test in a career that they, they want to go out. Oh, that's a really good question. Um, who have I come across that's sort of been quite inspiring? Oh, I should have a much better answer prepared for this. Um, I can't think of anybody in particular um, but I have I have come across a few people that have just, you know, learned new skills, certainly. Um, yeah, my kids being two of them, actually, they, they've learned some amazing skills. I've learned how to mop the floor and they've learned how to hoover. <laughs> they've learned how to cook, all kinds of things. Um, but no, I think there are definitely some very inspirational people out there that have... Um, taken charge of this and and really you know a friend of mine actually she it's nothing to do with work but she has lost during lockdown three stone and she's just taken this time to you know I think it started when you had that one hour of a day of exercise back in the first lockdown well she would never have dreamt of going for a walk in a million years Um, but because that was the only thing she's pretty much allowed to do she started to do it and she started to enjoy it and those you know that um, hormones release, that kind of happy hormone and things like that. And she started to really pay attention to the fact that, yes, she was overweight and, yes, she needed to do something about it. Um, and she hit her target of three stone weight loss by Christmas, uh, you know, in, in nine months. That's amazing. Yeah, so that's absolutely amazing. Right there. She she absolutely nailed it. And, uh, yeah, she, you know, and she's really keeping it up. She really wants this to be, you know, the start of, of uh, a new her. And trust me, when you hit 40 – things don't come off the same way as they used to. So, you know, she she knows she has to work really hard to to kind of maintain that. So, yeah, good for her. There's been uh, loads of inspirational stories come out of lockdown and and, and this, this pandemic, as much as it is very much doom and gloom. And, you know, there's no denying that. There has to be some positive and some inspiration taken from it too. It's important. Hats off to people. Because all I've yeah. managed to do during lockdown is grow a beard. it is important to see those little bits of inspiration and learn from those people that have gone out there and done it 
because it's possible right you know um i think one of the biggest sort of success stories during covid is probably zoom one hour food delivery everywhere now you know and i've I've spoken to kevin he's not been on the show yet kevin you sort this out mate (laughs) but like you know uh one thing that people could still do throughout the whole thing is order food yeah um so uh, this infrastructure of zoom was kind of almost mm-hmm. there but they just exploded um Absolutely. and then the thing that that in conjunction with things like planet donut that has yeah. just exploded uh, all these uh, uh liam tinsley at feast all these people that have just gone out there and just you know and what yeah. that does is it generates more jobs for when Absolutely. the world opens again yeah and one know. one shout out as well to beth heath from structure festivals amazing. i mean her business has been amazingly affected by covid and how you know I just, yeah she must have really been through it but she's so positive she's so optimistic and you know she did the Shropshire drive-in didn't she at the West yep. Mid and things like that and she's still got amazing plans for 2021 her LinkedIn feed's just full of optimism and positivity um you know October 1st when that goes ahead in, in October hopefully that will still go ahead we'll, I hope so <laughs> I hope so <laughs> one of my favorite events of the year yeah um yeah things like that whether we're going to get a flower show what do we think yes or no to a flower show this year I really do hope so that was I like the, that was one of the greatest moments mm-hmm. for the Shrewsbury Biscuit it's you know it illustrated Shane's face honestly twice mm-hmm. that day we got someone that was like the, the woman literally grabbed Shane's shoulder was like I like your show I watch your show Aww. and he was just like people know who we yeah, like, yeah. yeah of course they do <laughs> yeah i know well we um we engage with the marketing company that um that help produce our content on facebook and linkedin and things and um so we do photo shoots with them and, and sort of live recordings with them once a month and they post them across you know our platforms and whatever and i was in town um about three months ago with my kids and uh, this lady just said oh i know who you are you're just Bailey from team my kids are like mom you're famous i'm like no, not really but yeah you do get stuck don't you then kind of like I know you like I had the electrician come around last week he's like I've seen you you look really familiar and I'm like okay he's like are you like on LinkedIn a lot or social media it's like yeah 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 yeah. and people do kind of just get to know who you are I think it's a it's a bit weird I'm not used to it because before TPU I I was not the sort of person to do this at all so I've been on a bit of a journey in the last couple of years as well but uh yeah it's good yeah the the more people the more people that know about things like what you're doing team for you the more people that you can help simple you know because uh there's there, yeah. there are a lot of people out there Definitely. that do want to uh that probably do want to go to work actually and just don't know how sounds daft but that there are people out there yeah. like so the young people that just uh, struggle with cvs civil mm-hmm. struggle how to approach someone to try and look for a job you know you, you're very helpful in that circumstance yeah we, we try to be but we are also honest with people and and you know i think that's really important and as a young person i know i would have valued honesty as well um, you do get the kids that are like, yeah, well, when I finish my levels, you know, I, I want to walk into a job and it's going to pay me 30 grand a year. And I have to kind of say, no, it's not. Um, you, you know, we need to we need to just go back to the drawing board on this one a little bit and be quite realistic. Um, but yes, I think encouragement um, is definitely what young people need. They just need that um, a little bit of a push, some of them as well. You know, some of them do need a bit of a, no, come on, this isn't going to happen on its own. You need to, Let's you need to actually, now. yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, uh, you've mentioned LinkedIn a few times. I need to get better on LinkedIn, by the way, because I'll pop up once a month and be like, hi, everybody, and disappear. I'm useless <laughs> on it, right? Because and I'll, I'll, I'll get there and I'll, I'll have like 18 people going, hey, man, do you want us to edit for you? Do you want us to promote your podcast? Do you do this? Yeah. And I'll have one sincere message. I think the mess- a podcast I was like, hey, I like what you're doing. And we would start chatting. And it was just, yeah, um, exactly. When, when you think of LinkedIn, I, I think of, I think of like job interviews and sort of 
telling people what you do and looking for the, the I don't know, sort of floating your business and what you're good at, you know? So yeah. maybe somebody be like, hey, have you seen what Alex White is doing? Maybe he's the guy for the job. That's what I think of LinkedIn. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's right. But um, when we talk about uh, sort of online resources, Things that people can go and look at right now, right after the show, yeah. that can probably help them. What do you think of? What's the, the the best things for you? Yeah, well, I think LinkedIn is actually one of them. I think, you know, if you don't have a LinkedIn profile and you're looking for a job, you need one. Um, it doesn't happen overnight. It can take, it took me, oh, probably a year to 18 months to really grow mine properly. Um, but, you know, connect to people who are relevant to you. So not just people that you want to see content from, but people who you want to see your content and make sure that you create content. And it's not as easy as it sounds. Content creation is something that needs to be relevant. It needs to be well-written. It needs to talk to the right audience. You need to use the right hashtags. You need a, a basic understanding of that. There are some free LinkedIn tutorials that you can um, jump on, which will give you um, kind of the bones of how to start and where to start. Um, so, so LinkedIn is a massively free online available marketplace and platform for you to to sort of grow a network and and talk about what you want to talk about whatever it is um it's definitely helped us as a business for sure uh and yeah there's, there's lots of stuff online if people after this are kind of thinking yeah well I want you know a new direction I mean the first thing I would say is of course you know let, let me have your CV and, and let's talk that's you know definitely a service that, that we offer there's um five of us in the Shrewsbury branch that you know we can all um connect with and, and and talk with you and, and sort of try and steer you in the right direction. We're not careers advisors. As much as I love helping young people, that's not what I do for a living. Um, but uh, we do take a healthy interest, I think, in the next generation. I think that's really important. But whoever you are, you know, whether you, you're in a position where you weren't expecting to be looking for a new job, but you are because of the pandemic or, or whatever it is, um, then, yeah, get in touch. Let us know. When it comes to like careers advisors, things like that, um, it's it's a natural art, and it's it's something that you 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 got to be attuned to. When they started doing the um, the new job roles for people that were in the arts industry, it was such an eye roller. I was like, as it, you know, the, the the thing that you had to fill in and to tell you what you'd be good at. <laughs> I yeah. just thought that was such a bad thing. Yeah. Um, like for me, for example, my boss is awesome. I I chat to my boss about everything. He's he's really approachable and stuff. But um, he's like, oh yeah, you've been you've been doing your role for like over five years now. Is there anything you want to do? I was like, yeah, talking to microphone. Can I do that? What I'm doing now, I don't think I can. No. <laughs> so I feel like yeah. I, 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 I'm, I, I like equilibrium, right? I like yeah, things to stay the same. Homeostasis, mm -hmm. that's not good. The grass isn't always greener on the other side, right? I've seen people do that and Definitely. fail and come back. Or, yeah. You know. uh, so I kind of stick what I'm doing. Uh, if, if it's a job, I can do this. If I can get paid to do the Shoes Biscuit, I'm not saying I do it for the money, by the way, because that's the wrong reason to do something like this. But if I could do this for a living, I absolutely would do. Um, what would you say to someone that's stuck in a rut like that? Like, that, oh, obviously not me personally. No. Someone that has aspirations, but it's not really wow. realistic yet, you know? Yeah, that's it. I actually, to answer this question, I wrote a blog um, about a year ago now. I think it was just before the pandemic, and it was called um, Your Comfort Zone's a Wonderful Place, But Nothing Ever Grows There. Oh. And it's so true. Um, before this job I do now, I was working um, in the NHS, um, behind a desk every day and, you know, processing admin rotors, all that kind of stuff. I loved it. I absolutely adored it. But I was, I knew I could do more. I just didn't know how to break out and break in. Um, and I wrote this blog that is basically a shout out to anyone who's 
got the guts to do it. Um, and also be realistic, be kind to yourself. It doesn't happen overnight. You know, you have to step outside your comfort zone, freak out for a bit, because we're all going to do that when we've stepped outside. Um, and the easiest thing to possibly do would be to jump straight back into what you know you know because it's safe, it's secure. Um, but when you push yourself and you inspire yourself, um, it's also a great feeling. It's scary as hell, but it's a brilliant feeling. It really is. Um, and so, yeah, I would say definitely to anybody that is looking for a new challenge, we have to use this this year now, I think, as as something purposeful, something meaningful. So as much as the world's a scary place right now and everything's quite uncertain, just just do it. Just try it. Just see, you know, use this as your year, as your opportunity to, to really just be you, um, you know, self-development, personal growth, all that kind of stuff, positive mindset, and just go for it. And make sure you've got the right people around you as well. But, you know, having the right people, the right support, you know, you know, we all know who's good for us and who's not so good for us. And the people that are good for you, hang on to them hang on to them tight um, and they'll support you. They'll, you know, they will, they'll hold your hand through it and they'll also give you a bit of a shove and a push if needed as well. That's always important. I think in a friendship in a relationship as, as a parent, whatever your situation is, we've all got people around us that are capable of giving us a bit of a kick when we need one. And uh, you need those people in your life for sure. Yeah, that's Shane for me. <laughs> I'll send him artwork. <laughs> I, I, in fact, that happened. We're looking for, we're doing something new. We're doing a virtual market showcase thing soon um, on Facebook. Um, and I sent him some artwork. And it was, I wanted to go, because I usually, I usually really go high detail in my, my, my new logos, things like this, yeah. and posters. And I wanted to do something really simple. So I did like primary color blocks with some like initials over it, sent it to him. He's like, I hate it. Oh. I was like, spend an hour doing that yeah i'd prefer that i prefer that sort of input we, we created something now that's actually quite sexy i believe but okay that, I, 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 that wouldn't that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for shane's honesty do you know what I mean? there you go there you, you go know, you see yes it's no no good having yes men or no men around you no, no, in between no, no, no. you know exactly yeah i think honesty is especially um well it should always be valued you know, I think there's there's ways and ways of being honest. We don't need to be rude about it. We don't need to be, you know, unhelpfully critical. But at the same time, when you can sit down and be honest with somebody, um, and sometimes doing that with people that you know is even harder than people that you don't. Um, you know, if I have to be honest with my colleagues at work, because we know each other so well, sometimes it's really difficult because the last thing I want to do is fall out with them. But I'm also going to have to say what I think, because if I don't, I'll blow up. So, you know, we can all bite our tongue, but I can't bite mine for very long. I'm usually pretty straight talking. Um, Ask Nick, he'll tell you. If he ever <laughs> listens to this, he'll sit here and put his earphones in and have a bit of a chuckle at that one because, uh, yeah, I am a pretty honest person. <laughs> it's, it's a hard thing to learn. I mean, I've had to learn yeah. with the with the biscuit, with you, Suck, with everything that I was just going. I mean, like, yeah. I had to kill a really successful podcast. We were getting lots of listeners, lots oh. of lots of celebrities, but we were. It was too rude. It was sounds daft, oh. but I wanted something I could partner up with the biscuit, so I had to kill it, uh, yeah. and I had to make that decision. And I'm making decisions like who to keep on and who to let go, and, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the, you know, sort of assert myself. This is the direction we're going in. This is what I want, and this is what you're going to do for me. Whereas before, I've been like, um, if you like, yeah. maybe you know. I'm, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a maybe person anymore. I'm a, this is what needs doing. Let's get, let's get it done. And that's, Absolutely. that's the progression I've made. And I'm quite proud of that. Yeah. yeah and, and that's something I couldn't have done um, something like that. I made decisions like that 
even 10 years ago when I was 30, you know, I really couldn't. I think you do an awful lot of growing in your 30s. Um, and I'm a d- very different person at 40 to what I was 10 years ago. And that's not a bad thing. I'm trying to look at the positives of being 40. I got my first tattoo when I was 40, though. I finally plucked up the courage and I got my first tattoo last summer um, in London, in Camden. If you're going to ever have a tattoo, go to Camden and get one because <laughs> it's just the best experience. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's lots of lots of things that have kind of happened throughout that decade that really prepare you for the next sort of chapters we're all getting older Alex it's really sad and it's really depressing but I'm trying to embrace it as much as I can I, I feel I feel like I'm the same I mean I'm, in, I'm hitting my, I'm about to hit my mid-30s right so you are right there's a lot of growth that goes on in the 30s especially emotionally yeah. I feel because mm. you got to get used to the fact that you, you're not a kid anymore you know no, you, you no, got to make those responsible <laughs> and also the fact that you know if I'm not going to do this now, I'm not going to do it ever. True. That's the most Very important good point. thing. Yeah. Um, I'd like to just revisit LinkedIn for a second again, mm. because I would love, uh, do you know any sort of, if someone was going to start a LinkedIn now to try yeah. and sort of boost their, their, their um, opportunities. Yeah. Do you know many good people to sort of follow? Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, so, uh, who would you suggest that they could follow, they can learn from? Yeah. LinkedIn? So, um, oh, I've got a few. Um, there's a girl who is an entrepreneur who um, I actually linked in with and I followed her and I loved her content and I gave her a shout out one day and I was like, you know, this this particular person, she's called Francesca Giacario and she's an accountant, right? So she's created her own brand um, of accountancy firm with her friend, Rachel, um, and they're called Future Cloud Accountants and they believe in doing things differently. They're two very pretty, very attractive girls, right? So they're not your typical and I'm not saying accountants are stuffy or anything like that but they definitely bring a very fresh approach and perspective um because they they just say it exactly how it is and she has um a hashtag that she uses uh well she has two one is just post it and one is hashtag the journey is real and she documents everything the good the bad the ugly all kinds of stuff and you know it's her sort of you know 6 30 in the morning trying to cook a kid's breakfast whilst you know on zoom on a chain call or whatever um and she's you know she just really she's very brave she's probably braver than I would be I'm not as brave to do that but she will put her life on LinkedIn and it is just post it and I gave her a shout out last summer and said you know love love seeing content from Francesca Tricario. She's a really inspirational businesswoman. She's based in Nottingham. I don't know this girl. Anyway, she she hit me up on, on messaging and she said she fancy a Zoom call. So we had a bottle of Prosecco together um, one night on Zoom during lockdown and just had a really good chat about, you know, all kinds of stuff for both parents. We've got lots in common. And But her content is really, really positive it's always well written and it is just generally you know she's just a bit of a superstar so Francesca Tricario definitely Carrie Hargest um, is another one Uh, she just has very motivational inspirational posts Um, she's been made redundant because of COVID so it's been her journey through that and trying to break back into the right markets and get her CV in front of the right people and how she's done that honestly LinkedIn it's a social media platform but it's kind of it's like Facebook for professionals almost but it 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 really will help you if you're looking for a job it will definitely help you um so yeah I definitely say to 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 get involved with LinkedIn so if I want to you know microphone (laughs) sorry my microphone's got a bit weird it's gone sorry about that I really apologize (laughs) how embarrassing this new mic is turning out to be uh more of a 
hindrance than a, a good tool. Um, yeah, LinkedIn, I really do need to try better on because, yeah. like I said, it is. It is. Uh, if, if, if I want someone to be like, okay, we'll take on Alex Whiteley on, as a radio host for oh, this such right. and such. Jump on that, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I really do need to sort of uh, work on that. Yeah. Um, if people want to get in touch with you uh, um, and, you know, for, you know, help with what you guys do, how can they get in touch? So we're based on Shrewsbury Business Park, um, which most people know, I think, just off Femstry Island. Uh, mm-hmm. My email, I'm happy, you know, to, to share. So jess at team for you dot today. Um, if you best place to get a hold of me really is LinkedIn. So yeah. connect with Jess, Jess Bailey, um, or any of my colleagues. And, uh, you know, we'll absolutely um, have a chat with you about what, what your recruitment needs are if you are looking for staff. Um, or if you're looking for a new opportunity, then definitely please do get in touch. I think you're great. I think what you guys do is fantastic. Yes, uh, and I'm glad we finally got to do this because I do remember yeah. uh, editing the uh, the thing from the, the, the W60 thing at Hickory's now. Um, yeah. And I think we said then that we were going to do something and we never did. So I'm glad we finally got to do it. I'm just ashamed that it's uh, yeah. it's when when it is that we've done it. But I, I think we could document uh, what's going on uh, through, yeah. the, through the, the pandemic. And when things start to open up, we'll find out what you guys are up to. I'd really yeah. like that if we do that. Let's maybe- keep in touch. Yeah, and, and absolutely and same. You know, we'll definitely plug the, the Biscuit podcast and, and get you guys out there as much as we can too. Yeah, there's going to be a few changes going on with what we do because obviously we've got the the uh, the, the studio and the parade. We're, we're looking at things, different ways we can be helpful you know and one of them is is through social media and i think linkedin is actually going to be a good place for what we're going to be doing because we're opening up a a new new streaming service we're going to um we're going to be on youtube and facebook and linkedin by the looks of it um i think it's a fantastic idea we want to do like a a virtual marketplace uh, a market a virtual market showcase that's what i'm calling it so we speak to local traders uh, from the market hall if they've got a new business Brilliant. and they want to come and jump and join it. us and talk to Love us about it. It. yeah it's fantastic yeah um so well, if you've got anybody in mind that you might oh, want to share yeah yeah for sure yeah definitely yeah i think anything I, i'm always up for collaborating with anything that um drives local business especially independence um and making sure that they get all the support that they need because they are really going to need it when we come out of this you know um in in most industries i think anyone that's been forced to either close or, or put their plans on hold or whatever they were doing um yeah again lots of um local restaurants and things like that and um, maybe i just eat and drink out a lot i don't know i'm obviously must do but um i i kind of can give some some amazing local um you know recommendations on things like that and people that i know would love to get involved Oh, amazing. And Shane's uh, signed us up for a hot wing challenge, which is great. Thank you, Shane oh. Hinton, uh, that we're going to be doing in collaboration with Feast. Uh, so we, he's going to oh, give man. us a premises, a premises so we can be socially distanced, oh, uh, get, some, get some wings in, right. have a quiz and do it all live on Facebook. We, That's think, a brilliant idea. Yeah, he's going to cook the wings up for us and we're going to get the sauces and raise oh. some money for charity mainly. How can you do the hot sauce? Do you do the really hot sauce? Can you manage that? Well, we, no? did, we did something with you, Suck. We had um, a celebrity uh, reading that quiz for us, and we had the hottest wing sauce on the planet, apparently. Ooh. And it went up in stages, sort of 12 stages. So we oh. had 12 rounds, two questions around, and we would just get hotter and hotter and hotter. And by the end of it, me and my American um, and my British uh, co hosts will just die in. <laughs> I would fail at round one, round round two, maybe. I thought I would. Um, this was one of the yeah. shocks for me because I thought I wasn't very good with hot food. Turns out I'm actually really oh. good. Like really? we had uh, David David Raby, who's um he's my friend in Santa Ana in California. He's a he's a Mexican guy, and he was dying. He was actually dying, and I was like, okay. <laughs> 
oh wow to be fair you know yeah fair, fair, fair play I, I i would be awful i think a chicken pasanda is about as hot as i go in the <laughs> this, uh, this this wing challenge was a, is a great idea to get local sort of uh, butchers uh suppliers of spices um right. you know, we, i think we got, we're speaking to adam Pennell to come on our first show that you know shropshire lad would be great to do something like that mm-hmm. um we've got loads of amazing ideas and this is this is yeah. what lockdown is bringing us is that yes. we sit there and we think don't we we sit there and we think a new idea yeah and sometimes time to think can be a good thing and sometimes it's not a great thing is it but i think if you can really channel that sort of train of thought into something that's actually gonna produce something then that's that's great yeah mm. for sure so there you go, folks. Uh, don't try and complete Netflix. Come up with new ideas. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I think you've been amazing to talk to. Thank you so much, Jess. Uh, Thank you for awesome. having me, Alex. Really appreciate uh, it. Really has. Um, uh, well, I'd love to for you guys to check out our website, which is uh, www.theshrewsbybiscuitpodcast.co.uk. And that's made for us by our friends at Web Orchard. They're amazing. Uh, if you need a website, make sure you check them out. Pete White? Yes, Pete. Yeah, I know Pete very well. There you go. He's a good guy. Pete, he's a small place. It is. He sorted us out with uh, our USUC website as well. If you if you oh, need to yeah. if you need to look at uh, how quality websites are made, make sure you check out our website and you, you'll see. Um, yeah, it's it's great. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, you can get in touch with us for the website. I would just like to as well say to people. Um, even though there's not much going on there right now, just nap on over to our, our YouTube channel. Just give us a, a subscribe because, like I said, there's going to be lots going on virtually with the biscuit, um, and but you might want to just have that button there just in case uh, you want to sort of tune in. Uh, because it's going to be fun what's going on Jess again thank you so much for joining us not at all thank you so much for having me Alex it's been amazing guys we'll catch you next time peace out